Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello, everyone. I am Katie Petrick, joined, as always, by David Freedom Fiorazzo. Yes. We are back from a nice Independence Day break. I hope you had a lovely Independence Day. A lot of fireworks, no injuries. Everyone's yes. got all digits. Digits. <laughs> we're good here. Are you good over there? Yes, we're good. We're we good. got them all. Excellent. Well, speaking of digits, here's two. Two weeks left of enrollment for our live courses at Freedom Project Academy. So don't forget to check us out. Freedom Project Academy is our K-12 Judeo-Christian online school. Two weeks left, people. If you want your children or your grandchildren or your nieces and nephews to have a quality education. Now, all you have to do is request your free packet by going to freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. <sighs> well... Fourth of July wasn't as good as maybe President Joe Biden wanted to. Why? Be the rest of us are like, all right. Because after being rejected by a SCOTUS, for those of you who don't know, that's the Supreme Court of the United States. Yes, uh, President Joe Biden has unveiled a new student loan forgiveness plan for nearly 40 million Americans. How will this new plan, hmm. is it part of Bidenomics is what I'm wondering. Yes. Um, how will this carry forth? Well, first, let me ask you again, uh, where does that money come from? To, what money? To pay off uh, Money is loans? just numbers, and numbers okay. don't matter because okay. math is racist. Okay, that's right. Okay, so the O'Biden administration are planning to use a, a generous income-driven repayment plan as its main method of easing student loan debt following the Supreme Court's ruling that blocked their plan to grant student loan Forgiveness, <laughs> even though God is the only one that can grant yes. total forgiveness. I um, forgive you. Student loan I forgiveness. Forgive I forgive you. I, I pardon you. you. Remember I that? Uh, what, what movie was that? I oh, the the, the, uh, Nazi, uh, the Nazi guy in uh, Schindler's List. I pardon, I pardon you. you. I pardon you. So uh, anyway, student loan, they want to do this for nearly 40 million Americans. So the, the SCOTUS ruled six to three that the Obama administration cannot use executive power in order to cancel up to $10,000 in student loan debt for non-Pell Grant recipients and up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients. Now, to circumvent, I like that word. I don't I always like circumvent. have a to use it in daily language, hey, daily speech. Now is the time. To circumvent the Supreme Court's ruling, the Department of Education plans to use Higher Education Act as well as expand income-driven repayment plans, which would cut payments for those making $32,800 or less annually to zero, meaning they're making nothing? No, meaning they're paying nothing. They're paying nothing. Zero. Goose egg. Oh, according Nada. to All right, well, Nada. before we go on, here's some of the details and the facts here. We're going to come back to this because I think it's important to hear the president's response to SCOTUS. And here, if you can see if we can understand what he says. Last year, I announced my student debt relief plan, a plan that was on the verge of providing more than 40 million Americans with real debt relief. This program was all set to begin. The website had been set up. Notice had been sent out to people about the relief they were eligible for. 16 million people. 16 million people had already been approved. The money was literally about to go out the door. And then Republican elected officials and special interests stepped in. They said, no, 
No. Literally snatching from the hands of millions of Americans thousands of dollars in student debt relief that was about to change their lives. You know, these Republican officials just couldn't bear the thought of providing relief for working class, middle class Americans. L literally, they, they literally they snatched it. Did you see it? Did all the news media capture this? Because if they literally snatched that money right out, that would be that would be like breaking news all over the networks. And yet it didn't happen because it literally did not happen. That's all concocted in Joe's mind. And the simple fact that I, you know, it's the usual Joe Biden splur when he speaks. Oh my goodness! All the way until the very end, the very very end when he says how Republicans don't want to help middle class working Americans. Squeeze that in, Joe. You don't believe that. You don't know what you believe because you can't think anymore. Well, he's just but reading. none of us is he reading i think so or is he being Can't. told oh that? it's in his ear it's you know that's impossible. a good question i, I thought it was a teleprompter he has issues with reading we know this yes so yeah. it could it could just be fed into his ear at this point we don't we don't know we'll never know on things we're not allowed to know well what we go ahead katie i was gonna say what yeah. we do know yes yes is that it's all a lie that the middle class working americans the ones who are actually working the ones who didn't go to college, maybe even, um, because you know they're not good enough to to attend these prestigious universities and be dumb enough to take out tens of thousands of dollars in loans to major in things that no one has use for. So A no one those, yeah. no one will get an actual job in that. So then they will not get paid, and so then they are unable to pay back those tens of thousands of dollars, which turns into hundreds of thousands of dollars because they don't pay back the loans and so here comes joe biden instead to rescue them oh wait it's us middle class americans who are the ones who are going to have to rescue them because they can't afford it is this just going to come out of and almost a voice of the people in the next election it was, it was, no, yeah, okay. yeah i'm sorry yeah, i'm trying to impersonate joe you got it I'm, I'm glad there were words under there because i literally could not understand what literally you were saying. but to say that those Darn Republicans snatched away. It literally snatched. Literally. literally. And by the way, he said the money was literally. Literally out the door. Almost out the oh, door. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and think so it was. is he not using taxpayer money to buy the votes of college university kids that are in debt? That yes, he literally oh, is I'll vote for him if he gives doing me, that. If he forgives my debt, I'll vote for him. Isn't that what this is all about am he, i am i being too simplistic here no well he literally is trying to appease those so he can get votes in return this is literally he's literally what he does literally and what the democrats do you get them on the hook that they they owe you a vote because you give them other people's money OPM. That's, that's the whole OPM. other people's you money. know they try yeah. to circumvent the actual sure. process worked it again. of being responsible getting a job earning a wage by doing things like this and it's not going to work and it's the supreme court of the united states thankfully oh was smart enough to see what the law states and it is unconstitutional because the supreme court that's actually what they go off of did you know that they go off of what the constitution says that's kind of what the supreme court was meant to do and oh my gosh they did it so six three they struck it down of course the lefty liberals on the court were like no woe is me they must give us all the money because i'm one of those people who took all that money so now everyone else gets it too 
Wow. That's where we're at. All right. We, we want to look at this. The estimated monthly payment under the save plan. Save. Oh, see, it sounds so look nice. At it. It looks, save it looks plan. At family size, one through five. Yeah, so they, they gave an, a nice example here of Alexander, which okay. I can't believe they gave a pretty, you know, Alexander, that's a male name. You could have done Alex well, and Alex, it would have been more gender neutral. Yeah. Could have been. But anyway, <laughs> Alexander in their example here is a borrower with no dependents and makes $38,000 a year. He, oh, they gendered him, would save $91 per month under the save plan. So he should be paying $134 to repay his loan. But no, no, no. He only has to pay forty three. Because <laughs> why have him have him pay what he actually right, loaned out? Right. Why why do that? So again, Katie, for those of the list of viewers at home, just trying to figure, okay, this sounds like a lot of money. If you talk about a, where does the money come from again? That that they're trying. Oh, no. See the bucket? We kicked it down the road. Do you yeah. see it? I can't see it anymore. It's so far down there. I, mm -hmm. Well, all they do is circumvent circumvent proper policies all day long. I think that's three. That's today. three. Four? We got three so far. All right. Still to come, Joe Biden vows to end legacy admission practices that allow wealthy families to send their children to prestigious colleges and universities. He's quickly reminded of being guilty of using his own name to benefit his family. Hmm, we're gonna talk about that irony next. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. Joseph Robinette Biden. He's not very educated, despite the fact that he has college degrees. Um, naturally, then, of course, he wants to end all privilege in getting into college, <laughs> except uh -huh. for his own family. <laughs> David, I mean, really. You know, after the Supreme <laughs> Court did another heroic thing, and I say it's heroic because these days, politicians, justices, we don't know the difference. So we actually had the Supreme Court follow the constitution again yes and they ended affirmative action it's been a decent past couple weeks here for interesting sanity yes. so huzzah <laughs> well once that affirmative action kind of was put against back on the colleges being like you can't do this the supreme court says so joe biden got involved and he vowed to look into practices like legacy admissions okay oh that he said only serve to expand privilege instead of opportunity <gasps> but wait but wait joseph what happened <clears throat> in your own family Ooh. the washington free beacon reported that president biden was part of a concerted effort in 2018 to pressure the president of the prestigious university of pennsylvania to accept his granddaughter despite the school's 5.9 percent admissions rate and her less than stellar grades i'm sure that's an understatement oops less Maisie, than stellar grades macy macy biden um then decided i'm gonna text daddy and who's her daddy hunter biden oh great so daddy's hunter biden oh, grandfather brother. is joe biden oh boy you know where this is going everyone 
Well, she tried to circumvent the entire admissions process. Exa- that's did, exactly what it sounds and, like. And as did the entire Biden family. And we know it because they have some text messages. Um, so when it started it was October 31st of 2018. Maisie texts Daddy, who was probably having a couple snorts um, just before this. Now, she said, I applied early decision to Penn today. And then just a couple days later, asked if she, uh if he could provide dad an update on the status of her application. Joe then texted Hunter on December 13th saying, going to try to see University of Pennsylvania, uh, President, I think it's Gutman, what a name, tomorrow. Two days later, they followed up with, had a great talk with Gutman. Maisie's still in the game for regular acceptance, but must do well in, in class this period. It's real. We should talk about tutors, etc. starting tomorrow. Well, isn't think, that preferential treatment? In oh, one, what, no, what are we talking that's about just here? Um, that's just that's just the way it rolls. If you're Joe Biden and Hunter, they via text messages threaten people and yep. do all their business dealings because they're not smart enough to know that if right. you're going to do like illegal activity or shady activity or unethical activity. But it doesn't matter. Morally irresponsible, irrepressible activity. You don't. You shouldn't do it in text message well, form. It, but they don't care. They don't know it, this. They don't care because they're educated, uh, though. Yeah, according to the media, there's nothing to see here. There's move nothing along. To see it's here. just nothing. the Biden. It's just the Biden crime family. Just you just keep move on along. moving, right? Yeah, nothing to All see right. here. They're so protected. It continues. So then Hunter relayed the news to his daughter, Maisie. Maisie, adding that she could potentially elevate her application if her lacrosse coach, like the sport of lacrosse coach, got oh, involved gosh. to reach out to the coach at Penn and express her interest in playing there as well. Did we not? have an entire investigation involving Lori Lock. No, was it Lori Lachlan? Yeah, from Full House, and she went to prison. Didn't she go to prison? Someone went to prison. Felicity Huffman, well, where their college, like these colleges, they had their daughters go to these sports right. teams and like lacrosse at Penn- University of Pennsylvania. It's a sport no one really knows right. that much about. Sorry, but no one, you know, it's not high sorry, profile. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, so, oh, we're going to go back end on this and get her a, what, yeah. a sports <laughs> scholarship? Ugh, anyway. Say so they, then, they, they too tried to circumvent the application process. Yeah. So then Hunter texted his daughter and said, "Instead, why are they not having conversations in in person? Because well, they don't probably uh, see each other that much. This is true. So, yeah. um, so Daddy said, I also think it would help if you had your lacrosse coach talk to their lacrosse coach. Bottom line is that Gutman, the president, made clear that in order for her to explain the 11th grade you had to show improvement in 12th. So Maisie must not have been that great of a student. Um, which is something I think we would have all liked to know form the start because he can't text from the start but in fairness we were much later in the app process than usual and made it look like we weren't 100 percent about pen so now hunter is trying to explain to his daughter how bad she is for not having good grades and not being like uh, looking like she's 100 percent committed hunter are you going to explain to your daddy how bad of things you have done yourself hmm. this is this whole family it goes from generation to generation of them not doing well but here we go. Continue. We're not done yet. All right. Several months later now. What happened? Here we go. Joe Biden got good news from the Dean of Admissions. They should expect a call from the <laughs> University of Pennsylvania President Amy Gutman before the final acceptance results were posted on March 29th of 2019. <gasps> Maisie Biden started at Penn that fall. That's great. The story could end there. But. But there's more. Wait, there's more. The Biden's family ties to Gutman did not even begin there so it's not even like oh 
we were like, oh, I'm Joe Biden. I'm so powerful. I'm going to flex a little here and go talk to the president. It's like, no, I already know the president of the university. We're all chaps. The Penn president had been the one to award when Joe was vice president, an honorary doctorate back in 2013. And in 2016, she had met with both Joe and Hunter several times. Oh, this is great. So nice. Isn't that nice? What does honorary doctorate mean? That means he didn't go there? Yeah, correct. It okay. ju- well, it, it just means he gets a doctorate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a gift. Just a gift. There you go. Here you go. It, it's what it does. You've earned it. But then. It's not. I mean, you know, if I'm going to keep scratching your back, you got to scratch mine a little here, David. Okay, so what happened? So um, then we have in July 2021, after Joe is now president, Okay. Um, he appointed Gottman to a rather nice ambassadorship, you know, one in Germany. So she was confirmed by the Ooh, Senate six months maybe later. It's so she's, you know, maybe it's Gutmann. Maybe, maybe it's Gutmann. Gutmann, yeah. Gutmann, yeah. Maybe also Gutmann. Uh, it probably is Gutmann then, right? Yeah. I mean, she, they had to find someone Gutmann. with a, a German-sounding name. Sure. It's probably Gutmann. Gutmann. I say gutless. I anyway, speculate. Th- this is how the Biden family <laughs> operates forever and for always. So, and again, nothing to see here. Move along, Katie. My question is, this was, we're going back to 2018. Mm-hmm. 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, Five years ago. Why are Do we just... Math. Why are Do we just math, now? Math. See, I did the math. You did the Uh-oh, math. Oh, I'm racist. Why are we just I'm finding racist. out a I, lot of things? I just things. counted on my fingers. So proud. Hey, you know what? It's better than Joe could do. It's better than Joe <laughs> so could do. So why are we just now hearing about this? Because like, we can only hear about things when it, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. When someone doesn't matter. squeaks doesn't out matter. a few facts that the media covered up at that time. Yep. Oh, I'm so tired of the Marxist media always yep. carrying the water for Democrats. It's it, it does get discouraging, but... This is the time we're living in now. This, this is, is true. They, this is what they do. And when we come back, the Fragile Boston University School Law students are <laughs> offered therapy sessions following the recent decisions handed down by the Supreme Court. But not to worry. It appears our future legal system is apparently in the most sensitive of hands. Stay with us. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Therapy. (laughs) Therapy, I tell you. David, do you need some therapy? Um, Always. Yes, what kind? The kind that is offered at Boston (laughs) University for their law school students. Because after hearing about the Supreme Court's rulings recently, which we've been talking about all episode. You've got to be kidding me. Law students. The Boston University Law Student Government Associations uh, Association made a statement and they sent it out to their law students. I'm going to keep railing on this because it's not their freshmen or Um, their sophomores. These are law students. They've been through undergrad. They are law students. After the three rulings by the Supreme Court, the Student Government Association sent out a statement saying that the kids could need could get therapy if they needed it. All right, so the rulings, and we've only talked about two of the three today, but uh, the Students for Fair Admissions versus Harvard, right? The 303 Creative LLC versus uh, Alanis, I think it was, and Biden versus Nebraska. Now, those are rulings on affirmative action, religious freedom, and the student debt forgiveness, and we've talked about two of the three. Yep. 
Now, the statement, stu- stu- <coughs> statement, stupid statement <laughs> by the SGA, as it's called, uh, began by lambasting the Supreme Court's decision in the Students for Fair Admissions case, oh, brother. which again declared that race-based affirmative action in college admissions is unconstitutional. And according to them, the assenting judges went so far as to say that the race-based admission system uses race as a negative and operates it as a stereotype. They may couch their opinion in legal jargon, but we all know what this opinion aims to do. Advocate for a colorblind admission process. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Because guess what? It should be based on merit not on the color of your skin. Uh, Clarence Thomas wrote a very clear concurring opinion with the majority Justice Roberts, him. right? God like very clear, concise, to the point, like beautiful. On the dissent, we had an opinion come from Katanji Brown Jackson. KBJ. Who very specifically was nominated because she was a black woman. It wasn't based on her skills at all. This is what Joe Biden did with Kamala Harris. This is what he did explicitly with, what's yep. her name? KBJ. KBJ. Thank you. So <laughs> she, in her dissent, wrote this. She starts, this isn't even starting off. This oh is like halfway, boy. this is like halfway through oh, her thing. Get the buckets out. But, get just but I will you. just kind of, I will not read the whole thing. But she starts with, let them eat cake obliviousness. Today, the majority pulls the ripcord and announces colorblindness for all by legal fiat. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's we, yes. But deeming race irrelevant in law does not make it so in life. We're talking about the law. This is what the Supreme Court does. They look at the law. Yep. They view it. Is it constitutional or not? And that's it. It's not based on their opinion. You can read all the way through, blah, blah, blah. She talks about ostrich-like things, whatever. And at the very end, she says, if the colleges of this country are required to ignore a thing that matters, it will not just go away. It will take longer for racism to leave us. And ultimately, ignoring race just makes it matter more. Ignoring race just makes it matter more. Okay, so you must focus on race all the time so and when everything. She, when she says- So says the KKK. Thank you, and when she says, Brown Jackson. You agree yeah. with the KKK. Good no job. one, Good job. Yeah, no one benefits from ignorance. Is she referring to the justices who voted in opposition to her as ignorant she's ridiculous no i mean this yeah i mean we're not surprised we're just pointing this out in case you haven't heard it in the news they're off the wall reactions to a governing body doing their job really she's a member of the supreme court and this is the level of thought that she has in what she puts down on paper well this is and this is what she's teaching the law students it's what she was appointed and selected to do katie and this is what you're going to get at boston university these are your future lawyers that one of these people who are getting their therapy at boston university could be a supreme court justice (laughs) you wait mark my words but we're gonna move on. A uh, person's chances of winning a major lottery are approximately one in 14 million, or in uh, Taji Brown Jackson's case, uh, you can less than that, I guess, even better. Uh, but one mathematician has defied the odds to win the jackpot. I'm not even gonna tell you how many times. You stick around. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you how many times he won without breaking a single law. That's hmm. next. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, 
plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. How to beat the lotto. Millions of people would want to know. Well, meet the Aussie who won the jackpot 14 times. Come again? 14. So as Katie was saying, and by the way, he took home $30 million. That's it. Um, Katie was saying a person's chance, th th there it is, mathematician Stefan Mandel. First, the 2,500 Australian investors chipped in $4,000 per share to create a lottery fund called the ILF. So let's play lotto. Our first number is... Then they retained the services of Stefan Mandel, the winningest lottery player on earth. His computer-driven system had already won $25 million around the world. How does Mandel's system work? Essentially, we covered every possible combination. There were no rules at the time that would prevent block buying. A person could buy as many tickets as they wanted. In reality, I really never would have imagined that anybody would have ever wanted to try to buy it out. It never happened in the United States, but the very idea of spending over $7 million to buy all the shares in the lottery just seems preposterous. Preposterous? Stephen Mandel's gotten rich dealing in the preposterous. In this case, that meant buying 7.1 million possibilities at a dollar a pop. Uh, theoretically, anybody can buy all the possible combinations. Uh, any high school uh, boy or girl can calculate those combinations. Nobody has ever developed a logistical system to lodge such a large amount of placelips. Well then, interesting. Yes. So he came he up with shares. Yeah, so of he the came lottery. up. He won his first lotto in Romania, moved to Australia, started to win there, and then was able to get a group together because they kept changing the rules on him because they're like, "Wait a minute, how's this guy doing this?" So they kept changing the rules and he kept finding loopholes <laughs> basically. So he got that group of people together to help them win, and then he came to the US for Virginia where he found the that it was only like a buck a ticket. And so 7.1 million possible number combinations so for Virginia. So guess how many tickets you buy? That many with the yeah. with his combos. Yep. And then they win more millions than that. And it's just fascinating that he used his brain to to calculate this and Gosh. figure it all out. A mathematician. Um, so he convinced 2,500 investors to pool $2,500 each. And uh, in 1992, hmm. the jackpot reached 27 million. This was, I believe, still in Virginia. And he and his team purchased every single ticket, as you heard from the clip. He said, I knew I would win one first prize, six second prizes, 132 third prizes, and thousands of minor prizes. And his total profit was in excess of $30 million. But, oh, Katie, there's a but. There's People a but. are going, no way. It resulted in a four year legal battle. And uh, it saw uh, it was the CIA and the FBI were involved, and laws were still changed to outlaw his technique. But he ended up going bankrupt. I have no idea how. Yep. But anyway, th this is you know. interesting. Do your math, kids. Learn your math. 
follow the rules like he did. And as we know, it's giving people the false government's hope still gonna get you getting get in the way. Yeah. Well, all right. You could uh at least for free here, you don't have to spend any money. You could like this show. That would be nice. Of like, you. Comment, you could comment, share. You could share. It's all free. Follow. Hopefully the government won't get involved, but well, we never know, right? Now don't forget as well, check out Freedom Project Academy for the fall, especially for our math classes. You're gonna learn a lot, let me tell you. You could be the next <gasps> Stefan Mandel. Yeah. Well, well, uh, go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. It'll get you all started. Now, for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting what we do. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project media app. Copyright 2023.